You want to do the ad this time? Absolutely. Great. <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> Pinkney Bend. It's like an eight percent punch in the mouth. In a good way or in a bad way? Oh, like the best way, like the best punch in the mouth you've ever gotten. I love I, it. I mean, that's that. Oh. That is a low. Is a low bar or a high? I being punched like in the a, mouth is not good. It feels like a high bar. Like <laughs> <laughs> How many of those have you had? This is this is it's just one. But it's gone. That's one gin and tonic. And one gin and tonic. There's one gin and tonic, and it puts me over and out. Now, how it long is, did it take you to finish that? We recorded for like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. so that long. Okay. And it's you only know, like having, another one. It's only like having three beers in 20 minutes, so it's really not that <laughs> big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mm. also have played Power Hour, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Boy. This is the. It's nice. The gin. It's pink. The gin and tonic is pink. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you think they do that because their name is Pinkney Bend? They do. I. Uh, but I don't <laughs> think they spell it the same way. From what <laughs> I understand, sure? I'm pretty sure. I checked the can twice, and the second time I paid close attention to how many letters were in it, and it was a different number. So I didn't. I remembered that it was pink, but I didn't remember why. So I texted our friend Tara at Pinkney Bend and told her quick, we're recording right now. Can you please tell me why the gin and tonic is pink? And uh, God, the customer service there is, I mean, it's amazing. Cause mm-hmm. she instantly texted back and they gave us the answer. It's mm-hmm. rose hips in hibiscus. Gives it that, uh, that wonderful pink color mm-hmm. in their tonic syrup. Just delightful. Yeah. It's also a maceration. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, whatever that is, that's mm-hmm. like gr- you grind it down. You like smash it. Right. right. Yeah, would, with your teeth. Yeah. You smash. No, that's mastication. That's that's a different. No, that's a different one. That's a different thing too. I think. That's where. <laughs> okay. No, no. See, now you're thinking of of. Well, I'll just refer you back to our uh, our ghosty on Lucy Lou. Um. <laughs> anyway, this is an ad for Pickney Band. <laughs> We're so grateful uh, to have their sponsorship, and their gin and tonic is so good. It's made with their own old fashioned tonic syrup, which, like I said, is pink. It has rose hips and hibiscus um for the color and for the the scent and it's 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 really mm-hmm. it's quite a delight it's outrageous it's outrageous love it now you, you can get the gin and the tonic syrup separately or you can get them like patrick is enjoying uh from a from a can where they do all the work and you just sit back and get real hammered instead of doing um the serious job that uh, Clayton has asked you to help him do for a night, so that's great. Boy, does that sound familiar? Does it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, like what you're inferring. So Pretty much my whole shtick here is sit around yeah. and let someone else do the work while yep. I get drunk. So thank you, Pinkney yeah. Bend, for allowing that to continue. <laughs> that healthy, healthy habit. Please enjoy your habits responsibly. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're already in your basement. I'm speaking to you, Patrick. Yeah, unless you're already in your basement. At which point. Fuck, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I don't think we can say that. I don't I don't legally think we can do that. I'm gonna record. I'm recording. No, I'm recording. I did it first. Thank you. Damn it. I started. I Damn started it. the whole recording trend. Oh, one more chip. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Whew, man, 
That's like the fourth time you've almost thrown up on camera. And I just, if you're going to do it, I need to know in advance because I can't watch you. No. I can't watch you do that. No. Well, there's like a three second delay. So like you're going to know it's happening before it happens. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't think that's how the delay works. <laughs> it's like uh, a, it's a, like, like a bleep button, right? Zoom is actually operated through a wormhole. Not a lot of people know that. And so time works backwards. Interesting. So we've already mm-hmm. recorded the podcast. Yeah. But so now I, we have to just go back and do it. Oh man, it is done, but we just have to keep. We just have to do it. Okay, but it so is, yeah, but it's done. Oh, that's convenient, but frustrating. Hmm. And that's time travel, friends. Speaking of time travel, oh, I'd like to take you back. Goes. Oh damn it, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> not too far. I'd like to take you back to 1989. That's better. That's not colonial at all. That's right. No slaves, right? Well, we're not even going to the South. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> 1989, uh, New York. Nyack, New York, which is not... It's it's upstate if you are um, in... I've always... So people in Manhattan... I know a lot of folks who live or have lived in Manhattan. They always talk about upstate New York. But the thing about Manhattan is it's, it's as far south in New York State as you can get. So everything... From that vantage is upstate like New York. Like the whole thing is upstate New York at that yeah. point. Yeah. So Nyack is definitely a place where Manhattan people would call it upstate New York. Yeah. But so is like Albany and Buffalo. And yeah, no, those are, all of New those York. Are, those, are up, those are upstater than this for sure. Nyack is not too far from Manhattan. I have no idea. I have no idea. Well, uh, it's on the Hudson River. Okay. And that, you know the Hudson River. I don't. River. It's you know, it's like it's gross and it flows through New York. That's all I know yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not the East River; it's the other one. Those are different rivers. Uh huh. Those are different rivers. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the Hudson is like the Genteel River that everyone likes. So if you go, if you're, if you like live in Manhattan and you go take mm-hmm. um, like a summer holiday, mm-hmm. you're gonna go up the Hudson River. Okay, okay. So it, it's kind of like in downtown Chicago how. You have like the river or the canal that comes in off the lake, and it's all like pretty and blue. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. Yeah, and then it hits the Fox River from like due north. It's just full of industrial sludge, mm-hmm. and they kind of mix and churn into that like weird uh, Asian carp soup stuff. Correct. That's okay. right. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Point of reference made. All right. That's so where we are. <laughs> we're in the Hudson. Okay. So we're in the Hudson. And um, so the Hudson is like one time Aaron and I went to the Berkshires to see a friend in a show up there. And the Berkshires is like, you know, a very it's a it's a it's a, like a summer getaway place for the hoity toity, um, the very, you know, well to do the well healed. Yeah, like a dirty dancing type thing. That's yes, exactly. It's okay. exactly right. Yeah. That's, that's actually exactly correct. <laughs> um, and on the way back, we followed the Hudson River back to Manhattan mm-hmm. and we passed through a town called Sleepy Hollow. Oh, like the movie. Like the movie. The movie yeah. that there's an actual town that was actually what it inspired the one? name of the story. Oh, Washington same one? Irving oh. grew up in Sleepy Hollow. Okay. Or at least lived there when he wrote <clears> the story. Um, anyway, so Nyack is literally across the Hudson from Sleepy Hollow. You can oh, wow. see Sleepy Hollow from this house that hmm. we're about to talk about. Okay. So, 1989, they decided to sell their house in Nyack. Um, it's this big, like, gorgeous Victorian mansion that sits up on a bluff and overlooks the Hudson River. You can see like down at Sleepy Hollow. Why would you it's sell really, that? really nice. Why would you sell that? Well, they've lived there for over 20 years. Like their mm. children, they had uh, two or three children and they were they were raised, they're, you know, grown up. Mm-hmm. They left they flew the coop as mm-hmm. they say. Yep. They're on their own and so Empty it's like nesters. this is a 
Yeah, yeah this is a whole bunch of fucking house yeah. for us, and we don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. So they go to sell it, and um, enter Jeffrey Stambovsky. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the number of times it took me, I was looking at the name as mm-hmm. I was typing it into my notes, uh-huh. and it took me three tries to get all the vowels in the right spot anyway. Mm-hmm. And not say Stromboli, basically. Correct. Uh, God. Okay, correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was attempts two and three was Stromboli. Mm-hmm. He wants to buy the house. He makes an offer. They accept it. They've got a contract. So they and do yeah. all the normal things. You've bought houses before. Did he have to like write a letter? Saying like he could see his children growing up in this house and all that kind of shit. Or, like more of a yeah, modern. this was before. This is before the uh, the housing crunch mm-hmm. of uh, of the now times. He makes an offer. Um, so you know, you, like you know, the buying a house is a whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Like you make an offer, it's accepted, and then it's like, okay, well, now it's mm-hmm. contingent on financing, mm-hmm. and then it's under contract. But I found radon in the basement. And, ah, yeah. black mold. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Poor me. So you do the inspections and you do the disclosure forms and all that shit. Mm-hmm. They're working on that. And in the middle of that process, everything's going great. Disclosures were, you know, up front. Um, the, um, the inspection came back, you know, pretty great as mm-hmm. far as inspections go. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, we've got like one week to closing time. And they're just kind of, you know, they're coasting at that point. Until Stombowski calls them and he says, I'm out. I don't want this house anymore. Oh, really? And they said, well, you, A, no, you can't do that. We have a contract. And B, yeah. <clears throat> why would you want to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, well, <clears throat> you didn't disclose everything about the house. I'm like, what are you talking about? Hmm. And he says, yeah, I did a little digging and I found this article you wrote for Reader's Digest in 1977 called Our Haunted House on the Hudson. Ooh. <laughs> And they said, oh, that article. Oh, that article. <laughs> <laughs> we wrote so many articles back then. <laughs> well, actually, the Reader's Digest is the, the most widely known one, but um, Helen Ackley did indeed write quite a few articles about how haunted their house was. Oh, man. Not just Reader's Digest, but also in like local papers and smaller publications. That would be like, that would be like if I like wrote a letter or wrote, you know, wrote in the Reader's Digest like, my flooded basement. I can't stand this basement. It's so wet all the time, and the mold is just too much. Signed, mm-hmm. your beloved reader. Yeah. That's something you do when you don't ever plan on selling the house. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Let and everyone think, know how cool here. and haunted it is, and mm-hmm. how bad the foundation is, and how much it leaks. Yeah. yeah. But instead, yeah. This, <laughs> this lady's like, I know what I'll do. <laughs> I'll let everyone know how shitty and scary this house is, and then I'll try and sell it a few years later. I will say, it's kind of impressive, because this is, you know... Well, before the internet, 1989. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like he just like Googled the house. Mm-hmm. So um, I think what happened, what my understanding is what happened is he bought the house. He was out there like checking it out and doing inspections and stuff. And, and the people in town were like, yeah. you bought that house? <laughs> he's like, yeah, why wouldn't I? They're like, don't you know about that house? <laughs> and uh, one of those assholes gave him a copy of a 1977 Reader's Digest. <laughs> a 12-year-old a copy. Um, and he read it and what he, what he read there, um, he found disturbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like a bunch of like, uh, fruitcake <laughs> recipes and uh-huh. like really off color jokes and mm-hmm. things like that. And then this article. Laughter is the obviously. best medicine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yep. And then, um, and then this story of, of <laughs> this mm-hmm. so, uh, the internet now is a wonder. And so you can still find this whole article in its entirety. So I'm going to give you the highlights mm-hmm. so you don't have to read the whole thing. But if you want to read the whole thing, I'm going to link to the show notes. Um, not me it's, right 
you do what you want. I will say it's not it's not the worst way to spend uh, fifteen minutes of your life because it's, it's it's something. So let's go back to, to nineteen sixty seven. The Ackleys are looking for a house in New York. George, they live in Maryland at this point, mm-hmm. uh, but George works in New York City. He works down in Manhattan, so they are looking for a house that's closer. And they find this beautiful. You know, a little outdated, needs some work, um, but it's a beautiful Victorian mansion in Nyack, which is, um, I think, a pretty easy drive and train right away from uh, from Manhattan. And so they buy this house. It's great. George is already working in New York, so he goes first uh, and stays alone in the house for a while while the wife and kids are back in Maryland, like, finishing up that sale and closing the house up and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's there for a couple weeks on his own. And then the the, you know, Helen and the kids join him. Their first afternoon there, Helen and George are, you know, working on the house because it needs a ton of updates. They're working on it. Mm-hmm. And they see the neighborhood kids all start, like, slowly gathering <laughs> outside their house and, like, <laughs> looking up at them with, like, terror. And they ask if they'd actually, did you guys actually buy that house? <laughs> well, yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And she invites them in to take a look around if they want, um, being neighborly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And some of them were like, okay. And the two of them did not go in. They would not go in the house. And she's like, what's going on with them? And uh, the other kids are like, oh, they're just afraid of the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> and so they didn't really think much of that because, you know, kids. Yeah, they're stupid. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now that afternoon, um, you know, George was, or no, sorry, the next afternoon, the George was, is at work. He's in New York. And uh, so it's just Helen alone. And there's a plumber there. And he eventually comes and asks her how long she's going to be home. And she's like, oh, until 4.30. Why do you ask? And he said he heard, he kept hearing footsteps on the stairs. And he would run upstairs to check, like, see who's there. Yeah. And there's no one there. But he said, like, for hours, it's just, like, people, like, walking up the stairs and then going back and forth upstairs. But there's no one in the house except him and Helen. And Helen's downstairs. Hmm. So he tells her, like, I just want to make sure you're not left here alone. But what I think he really meant is, I don't want to be left be- alone here. <laughs> <laughs> so Helen's not worried about this. She's like, Boy. I'm sure it's fine. I, it's a whole, yeah. it's weird. New house jitters. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally normal. Yeah, Everyone yeah. thinks their house is haunted for the first few weeks they live there. Sure. Yeah, because all the people walking upstairs that don't exist. And Did the, I tell you why ours might be haunted? That's, I might told you this already. We think your house is haunted. Isn't that convenient? Well, I'm not sure, but I. It, so here's what I'll say. One one day, I went to go um, get Maple out of her crib in the morning, and uh, I picked her up, and we were just like kind of standing in the middle of her room, mm-hmm. and she suddenly like jerked up and looked over my shoulder into the closet and said, "Who's that?" And I said, "Who's." what Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she pointed in the closet said that who's that um so i don't know i'm open i'm open to the to the idea it sounds like a funny joke to me yeah she is pretty hilarious (laughs) she she would definitely (laughs) fuck with us like that uh anyway okay so that night george is back home and they get into bed and they're going to you know getting ready for sleep and helen realizes they left the hall light on she's annoyed and she gets out of bed to go turn it off Mm -hmm. george Stops her. Says, what are you doing? She says, I'm turning off the light. He said, do not. Leave it on. And she's like, why? You you want to sleep with a nightlight? Yeah, you're a grown-ass man. Yeah. Yep. And he says, I won't discuss it. <laughs> and he goes to sleep. 
Now, remember, he was staying alone in this house for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So uh, something has gone on. Something has happened to George. <laughs> He's a stoic man of the 70s or the 60s and uh, will not discuss it. Yeah. But he I does want a nightlight. <laughs> yeah. Still invited my wife to move up here from Maryland and live in this oh, house yeah. with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's haunted as fuck. So <laughs> that's for me. That's for me to worry about. Not yeah. you. Um, so these, the, uh, the haunting continues. So the footsteps just go constantly. Like every day they hear the footsteps walking around. Mm-hmm. Sometimes light fixtures will start swaying around and just like stop as if someone has like grabbed them and held them still. Mm. They have some French doors that'll just fling themselves open. There are some windows that will just throw themselves open. So there's a lot of haunting behavior happening here. Sure. But pretty innocuous. I mean, like it's, it's an old house. Sure. Like sometimes windows just open you know (laughs) you know like like, windows do yeah it happens it happens (laughs) and helen finds it all pretty comforting this is a quote from the article quote i got nothing but good vibes (laughs) so we lived with the footsteps and i have found it reassuring to have such a vigilant patrolman on duty 24 hours a day anyway Mm -hmm. all old houses creak creak is not the (laughs) same yeah yeah I'm wonder. I'm wondering if Helen was getting the old Lucy Lou treatment this whole time. <laughs> I have got to remember to publish the Lucy Lou episode before we do. Otherwise, this episode like makes so zero sense. You're like, man, they should have talked about Lucy Lou a whole lot in that episode. Anyway, on the next week. I love the ghosts in this house. They're accommodating. They're generous. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> um. <laughs> Next line. One night when George was out of town, <laughs> Helen. So Helen, she's alone. Um, I mean, the kids are home, but she, they're asleep. So Helen's at, uh, at the window and she's looking out over the Hudson River. She yes, opens the do. window and it's like, as yes, you do, and it's you know a great view. And she's she's soaking it in, and suddenly her entire left side becomes cold, and she has a sense that someone is standing right next to her. Or she's having a stroke. Is that what happens again? That's, uh, that's like when we have a stroke. That's how it works. Yeah, like the whole one side of the body is just like bam. So, hmm. okay, I mean, that's she, interesting. That's I mean, an interesting read of the situation. I mean, that's when, when I hear my, the whole left side of my body did something. That's like a stroke. Mm-hmm. So, but maybe okay. you know, maybe it turns out okay for her. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you know? she's fine. Yeah, I'm kind of skipping ahead here. Yeah, sure. She says that uh, she didn't know what to do, but she said um, when she is in like moments of panic, she usually will just like talk too much so i start talking mm-hmm. um which i think is a pretty common thing yeah. for some folks right yeah. and so she decided to say it's to talk to the ghost said, it's beautiful on the river isn't it and she said she felt no threat from the presence so she and the ghost stood there uh together at the window and looked out for a few more minutes and she turned to leave the room and the ghost turned with her and walked with her across the room um helen stopped at the door out of the room and the ghost also stopped so at this point she's thinking this ghost is is following me. <laughs> it's not letting me go. So she says to the ghost, thank you for sharing the view with me. I'm going to bed now. Good night. Mm, I'm thinking my suspicions are... So you think stroke? I think, well, or again, or... <laughs> oh, 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 or the Lucy Lou treatment. Or the, pre- right? <laughs> or the previous suspicion. So, I, well, I guess, I guess we'll see here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she... <laughs> 
So she goes to bed and says she slept soundly all night long. I don't know. You might be onto something here. I mean, she was very. She went to bed just exhausted and satisfied and yeah. slept. Uh, we've been doing. Long. We've been doing a lot of these podcasts here, and I've yet to find an individual that's just like, you know what, this ghost and I. We kind of get along, you know. We just like, hit it off. You know, yeah. I don't know. It's no reason. I just, yeah. you know, we click. Yeah. We click. <clears throat> now, one of Helen's daughters, her name was Cynthia. She was 15 at this time. And they, they she started getting out of bed earlier than usual. And she was always kind of an early riser. But um, now she was waking up so early that she would be up and dressed and like ready for the day before George and Helen even woke up. Hmm. Which is a little strange. <laughs> God, I just want one quiet, like, 10-minute block in my day. Is that yeah. too much to ask before you are just up and ready to go? You stand next to my bed, fully dressed, <laughs> breakfast in your belly. Mom? Mom? Yeah. Mom? 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 So they asked her why she's been waking up so early, and she said, quote, it's spooky, mother. Now, this is, this is Helen writing this, by the way, so I can't imagine any... Child, any 15-year-old child has ever in the history of the world said, it's spooky, mother. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's spooky, mother. Every morning at exactly the same time, my bed starts shaking. And if I don't get up right away, the bed shakes even harder. So she has an alarm clock mm. ghost. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. See, and she makes note that Cynthia wasn't scared by this. It was... Um, it was off-putting, though, because, quote, she had just hoped to sleep in later. <laughs> <laughs> so here we have a house full of folks who the dad is so terrified he doesn't want to talk about his feelings mm-hmm. with anyone. But the mom and at least one of the daughters are like, it's not very scary. It's kind of nice. Yeah. It's like house guests, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so they got used to the ghost pretty quickly. And, like, if a window opened unexpectedly, they would like turn in the direction and say things like that's enough now. And they would close it and that would be it. I have the air conditioning on ghost, (laughs) not trying to heat up the whole outside ghost. (laughs) So this would just go on for a long time and uh, friends would come over and they would, you know, experience these kind of weird things and they would watch the family yell at the ghost to stop fucking around. (laughs) And uh, it must've been pretty weird. One day, Helen is painting the living room. She was on an eight-foot ladder, she says. When, well, she called it an eight-foot step ladder. I guess mm. that's right. When I think of a step ladder, I think like a small little bitty ladder. Mm, I think step ladder is like anything is like an A-frame. I think it's anything I think, with steps? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like okay. shorthand for like an A-frame ladder, step okay. ladder. Well, she was on an eight-foot one of those Okay. when she felt someone watching her, which is not, not uncommon. Uh, so she turned to look. The room was empty, of course, mm-hmm. but the feeling of being watched persisted. Mm-hmm. So she said... Over her shoulder. I hope you like the color. Hope you're pleased with what we were doing to the house. It certainly must have been lovely when it was first built. Very accommodating. Very nice, right? I like Helen. I like her in this. Yeah. She's yeah. great. Everyone else is trying to like either ignore or 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 like, I don't know, like call in amateur ghost hunters to get rid of ghosts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes the police, you know, to arrest the ghost, I guess. <laughs> People are but, shooting uh, ghosts with shotguns and all kinds yeah. of awful stuff. And Helen's just like, Helen's do you so like nice. the color of the room? How was yeah. this when it was first built? Yeah. Yeah. So she says that and she looks over her shoulder again. And now there's a man sitting there uh, in the, in, in midair. He's just sitting with his legs crossed, uh, floating there and he's smiling at her. And she says that he, no, that's the wrong, that's the wrong response, Pat. She said he was just the sweetest looking man. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and he was just smiling and his legs were crossed, his hands were on his knees and he was kind of rocking back and forth and he was nodding and it was great. And then he faded out of view. But, uh, but Helen thought it was really nice that the ghost loved what she was doing to the house. Mm-hmm. They have a real relationship. That's so like none of these stories sound like anything that <clears throat> would like sway me from buying the house unless I was like, like a real like ghost bigot or something like that, you know? <laughs> well, I, this way, <laughs> this was the eighties. So I don't know. That's true. Yeah. You know, people, uh, attitudes about ghosts hadn't really, hadn't really turned the way that, um, you know, we, we don't see ghost justice then the way that we do now. <laughs> Uh, so, oh, so she sees this ghost and he fades away. Uh, and then she adds in the article, no, I wasn't drinking that day. (laughs) As if we would have thought that Helen, come on. And no, the paint fumes hadn't got to me. She just saw a ghost. (laughs) At that point, the paint fumes hadn't gotten to me. Now, an hour from then, (laughs) I did wake up in the middle of the living room floor, but at that point, the ghost was was riding me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so she tells her whole family about what happened. She saw the ghost, and then Cynthia, the daughter, the older daughter, thought it was interesting because Cynthia, they now learn, had also seen a ghost, but it was a different ghost. Hmm. The ghost that Cynthia had seen, the one who shook her bed every morning, sometimes did appear to her. <laughs> she just didn't bother to tell the family <laughs> for non-vital information. I guess reasons, yeah. And uh, her ghost was it was thin and wore a hooded robe, and Cynthia thought that she was a woman. Now, I don't care. I don't what, like that. I don't care how comfortable I feel with the ghost. <laughs> Anything that is hooded, mm-hmm. um, that's not okay. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. And strong enough to like shake my like old ass Victorian 1200 pound wood <laughs> Those, bed. That's, that's not Ikea. That's real furniture. Yeah. Yeah. Exa- yeah, exa- yeah. Like this is, this is the kind of bed you have to like build on site. Mm-hmm. And this hooded ass ghost just picks up and starts shaking it to get you out of bed at 530 every morning. Yeah. That's not cool. No. No. But she thinks it's great. And uh, so, so they just keep living in this house with all these ghosts. And friends, like, they would, you know, friends kept coming over inexplicably and would keep experiencing weird things, like doors that wouldn't stay closed, like voices coming from empty rooms. And they would always be like, oh, yeah, those are our ghosts. And that's it. <laughs> so they're really, they are handling ghosts like everyone should handle ghosts. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. But again, the resale value of the home. It really goes right down the toilet when you start like playing this game. Well, that's Stromboli's ar- argument. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't like that. Um, at one point, Helen's cousin Alfred and his wife Ingrid come over to visit in 1974. So they've been there for a while now, like five years. Um, Ingrid wakes up in the morning and she said she saw a man dressed in a long jacket of the revolutionary period. Hmm. And he had like a white powdered wig. Um, and he sat down. On the foot of the bed, and she could feel the bed like sink in, mm-hmm. like it, you know, as if a person with weight had sat on it. And then this book appears in midair, as if it's on a desk, and he's like flipping through this book. And he does that for a few minutes, mm-hmm. and then he closes the book and stands up and disappears. Now Ingrid didn't love this. She, <laughs> they found, the article puts it like kind of nice, like oh, we you know we woke up to find Ingrid um, sipping nervously from tea, and she told us about her morning. Uh-huh. You know, they came downstairs, and she was like, yeah. uh, uh, ghost, 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 like <laughs> spoon clattering yeah. in cup, like oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. But uh, they, 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 they. Um, 
approach it as if it's pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> the end of this article is so good because Helen writes, quote, our ghosts have continued to delight us for nine years. Uh, so they sometimes would bring the family gifts, like small gifts. Like they brought silver tongs for Cynthia when she got married on her wedding day. Where'd they steal um, those from? Like ghosts oh, can't like, question. Just mature, I, I, like hey, you know, it's people like you who, who set ghost rights back <laughs> for decades. This is what we fought against in the nineties, and you are setting us right back to, to I'm just saying to the late eighties. There's some other Victorian house along the Hudson that's missing silver <laughs> tongs now, and everyone's pointing their fingers at like uh-huh. the uncle or whatever, and he's like, I swear to god, a fucking ghost just took it right out of the house. Uh-huh. And now he's in an insane asylum and sure, that's not Uncle going Steve. Great. Yeah. Um what else? A golden ring. To honor the birth of their first grandchild. Again, I'm sure somebody had a lot of fucking trouble for that. That's some bullshit there. Yeah, I mean, it's not like ghosts just like, they're not like smiths. You know, they yep. don't just like forge gold rings from <laughs> the fucking mountains of Mordor. It definitely came from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're like, I like this. They're like ravens. You know, like if you, mm-hmm. like a raven, you know, if you make friends with a raven, they'll bring yeah. you gifts. And that's like these ghosts. That's mm-hmm. nice. You make friends with a ghost and they'll bring you little gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes the ghost brings that's you cool. like, uh, like the carcass of a mouse. And sometimes sure. they bring you like some, uh, yeah, a bunch of cigarette butts. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's nice. That's, nice. That's yeah. a nice gift. It's nice to be thought of. Yeah. yeah. Always, no matter what. Then the article ends with, <laughs> ends with well, one of the last things in the article is this quote, if the time comes for us to move again, is there any way we can take our otherworldly friends with us? Um, I don't see why not. But apparently they were thinking about, you know, the, the eventuality of potentially moving. Mm-hmm. Which again calls into question why the fuck you would publish this article on Reader's <laughs> Digest, the most popular magazine in the world at the time. But they do and mm-hmm. um, become a thing of you know local legend. Clearly, mm-hmm. um, so now we're going to fast forward twelve years. The buyer finds this article. He reads it and thinks, "Oh fuck no, <laughs> I don't care how nice these ghosts are. Like absolutely not." So he tries to back out, and they're like, "I'm sorry, we have a contract. You can't. Like mm-hmm. inspection's done. Like everything's done." Yeah. There's no good reason for you to do this. So he does what any God-fearing American would do, and he takes them to court. (laughs) He sees their ass in court. (laughs) And thus, we enter into the historical record, the now quite famous case of Stambovsky versus Ackley. Stambovsky v. Ackley. You had so much time to practice that. Stambovsky v. Ackley. Now, this court case goes all the way to the New York State Supreme Court. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Stambovsky is arguing that ghosts, whether or not they are real, are hurting the potential resale value of the house that he's trying to buy. Mm -hmm. And that it should have been disclosed. Okay. Okay. So he's he's arguing basically (laughs) that... He's arguing that ghosts are a, a net negative, no matter what. Like mm-hmm. whether you're like Casper or Poltergeist or whatever, same deal. Mm-hmm. No yeah. difference. So All that is negative. Yeah, like negative value. That's painting with a pretty broad brush. I would yeah, say. I, I yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Especially with these guys. I mean, these ghosts in question seem quite nice. I, I, yeah, like they're they're not like that. Like the like the the guy in England that like dragged the girl up by, up the stairs by her hair or anything like that. Yeah. No, this is very different. Yeah, dude. Totally. These different. brought silver tongs and a golden ring. They are increasing your net worth. Yeah. <laughs> they are doing great <laughs> things for you. But uh, you know, close-minded uh, 1989. Cl- mm-hmm. I mean, typical. You know, so yeah. typical. Yeah. Before the yep. big ghost rights movement of uh, 1994, I think. Um, 
you know, this was, this was, this was unfortunately yeah. the norm. Uh, well, it's funny you mentioned Ghostbusters, Patrick. Actually, God, why is oh, okay? <laughs> All right, bit of a spoiler alert there, oh, but um, <laughs> so he argues this case, uh, and it goes up to the the state supreme court. And I'll just say the final decision was the judge agreed that the Ackleys did have to disclose the hunting when they sold the house because it was something. That would be hard to discover during an inspection. <laughs> and part of the reasoning was... Well, well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the judge said, um, as a matter of law, the house is haunted because, specifically because, Ackley had proclaimed it to be so in multiple newspaper and magazine articles. Now this is this is law. I I'm not a lawyer, so I'm just gonna assume this is all in the up and up. <laughs> but this is, again, a, <laughs> a New York State Supreme Court justice wrote this um, wrote this decision, um, and as a matter of law, the house is haunted. So this is officially the first and maybe the only legally haunted house in America. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, there there, there was we'd had the one in Union that was. At least declared was, haunted by the Catholic by the church. church. Right. Yeah. But now we have so actually, we've got church and state. Now. Yeah, church and state both. <laughs> Just got to find the one house they both agree on. <laughs> and then we'll really have something. Yeah. Part of the decision from the justice read, um, quote, from the perspective of a person in the position of plaintiff herein, a very practical problem arises with respect to the discovery of a paranormal phenomenon. Who are you going to call? <laughs> <laughs> and this has become widely known as the Ghostbuster ruling. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> so oh. this judge loved movies. <laughs> um and it really I you know, I can't help but wonder had Ghostbusters not been not come out and had this judge not liked it, would this ruling have gone this way because there are like, if you read the whole decision, it's so wild. There are multiple references to Ghostbusters, which again is a fictional movie. Um, but it's <laughs> so good. Now, eventually, they so they from then on when they tried to sell it, so the he so the Stam, Stambovsky, mm-hmm. um, he was able to get half his deposit back, okay, and, uh, back out of the contract. Mm-hmm. So he lost half of the um, the, the earnest money, mm. but um, got to have it back and was able to back out. And then from then on, when uh, when the family when the uh, Ackleys tried to sell the house, they had to tell people like, yeah. "By the way, it's haunted." Yeah, <laughs> that was part of the disclosure form, which is <laughs> just great. Yeah. Now they didn't actually have too much trouble finding someone who wanted to buy it. Oh yeah, uh, I, I, I believe that. Know. Yeah, sure. Um, however. And and actually, so there have been like famous artists who have purchased it. Like, do you know the the singer songwriter um, Ingrid Michaelson? I'll pretend that I do. Sure, she's yeah. like super she's famous. Indie, yeah. Well, in some circuits, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she owned she owned it for a while. And there was some other music musician who I guess is famous in some other circles who won't but so it's but you know it's a huge victorian mansion overlooking the hudson on yeah. so it's you know it's it's like a two million dollar house mm. so you gotta have some scratch but that stromboli guy's a little pretty uh pretty regretful <sighs> now oh, he fucked up I so bad like, can you imagine he if you invest so in that bad. thing oh dude oh my god 
But no one else since then has experienced any ghosts. Okay. And some of them have been really kind of upset by that. Um, I paid for ghosts. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so one owner, I don't I don't know, I couldn't find who because I didn't I didn't look that hard. <laughs> but one <laughs> one owner then decided, well, I'm gonna bring in a um a medium to see if they can oh, okay. connect with the ghosts. I was thinking somebody was gonna sue the Ackleys. For, for the, not having for ghosts. Not, yeah. Oh my god, that would be so good. <laughs> no, it's settled law, Patrick. The house is haunted. Yeah, you can't the house go is back. haunted. If you do not produce yeah. ghosts within twenty four hours, I will. Yeah, uh, house, you can't. You can't say it's not haunted because Supreme Court of New York State <laughs> has said it's haunted. It's it's settled. Um. So, but someone uh, brought in a, a medium to see if she could, you know, bring the ghosts. And the the story is the medium did indeed connect with the spirits. They came back. And she said, you know, do you still live here? What's the deal? Because no one has seen you. And the ghost said, this new owner is really boring. So we left. (laughs) (laughs) And they have never been back since. (laughs) And that is the story of uh, the Ackley House, the first and I don't know, maybe only legally haunted house in America. Wow. Mm -hmm. Just incredible. Yeah. Any questions? No. Nope. Clear as bell. Where are you on your um, believability scale these days? Mm, I mean, when the state steps in, it's a little hard to argue with it, you know? You are a man of the letter of the law. I I have ever met one. That's you. Kind of. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) More so now than you were in, like, college, I would say. Mm, Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a necessity. But, yeah. Yeah, that's...